Welcome, welcome, welcome to another Patreon edition of the Marvel Cinematic University podcast. I am your host for this episode, Jake Christie, joined as always by Anthony Canton III. Anthony, how are you? Que pasa, dude? We are back in the Mission Impossible space, and I'm happy to be here. Yes, and for that, when we first started this Patreon, we thought we were going to do all the Mission Impossible movies, mm-hmm. but things changed. But we always had in the in the hopper a guest for Mission Impossible 2, someone who we know can talk about this movie with real eloquency. The only honest man in podcasting, Zach Hollywood Harper. Zach Harper, how are you? I'm I'm great. Uh, I I have been locked in a bedroom all day, uh, which is not as sexy as it sounds. It's just there's been all this construction in my apartment, and so I've had to just be in the bedroom, just keeping the dog from barking the entire day, and uh, and so now I feel like now that I'm I'm in my kind of living quarters. I feel like a new man. I feel like I just got out of Shawshank. I feel like I maybe uh, got over Chimera. Huh? Spoiler alert. Maybe mm-hmm. I, maybe that's what it, that, that's what it feels like. You know, I, uh, I'll also say I, I haven't watched this movie in a long time. I watched it last night. It was pretty high when I watched it. And so uh-huh. I, I definitely like got up and like there's one point in the movie where I just got up and started like making a quesadilla. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then um <laughs> And then I was like, oh, shit, I'm watching this for something. I'm not just like watching. Nothing. Yeah, this is this is a quesadilla movie. This is a gas making quesadilla, quesadilla movie. movie. Yeah, absolutely. So, this movie obviously has the reputation of being the worst Mission Impossible movie. And like people on the Internet are want to do is they try to zag and say, no, it's not. And the thing about this is I think this is an unzagable take. It just it, is. 100% the worst Mission Impossible. Ooh, like, it's not even close. The thing is, also, like, what, a lot of pretentious people will try to be like, well, J.J. Abrams' movie looks like a TV show, so it's bad. And those people can fuck off. This movie is the worst one. Uh, th- I mean, look, it's pretty early on in the movie, but when when this motherfucker catches a scarf in slow motion, I knew <laughs> that. I was like, no, that all my feelings about this over decades so are correct. Like it's yeah. just, this is so I mean, much slow motion. It's John Woo just, I mean, just <laughs> wooing the hell out of this it, movie, which I can appreciate. There are doves for no reason in a tunnel. <laughs> like I, like I'm here for it, but at the same time, you like, what's the, what's the closest one in the franchise to this? Like, in terms of tone or in terms of quality? In terms of quality, like the, everything I would else say, is so much better yeah, than this one. I would say three is probably the second worst one, but it's close. Oh, I don't think so. I think it's um, the one where he's not on the building. That one's great. That What's the other one? So, uh, so I don't Ghost, know if that's Rogue Nation. Ghost, Ghost Rogue Protocol. Nation is uh, wh- Ghost Protocol is when he's hanging from the building. Yeah. Um, and then Rogue Nation's the, hanging from the plane. Right. Yes, Rogue yes. Nation is yeah. from the I would say Rogue Nation is the second no. worst. I You're, think the, the opera third scene one is the best. Fantastic. Is, the opera scene is the best scene in the Mission Impossible franchise. I'm sorry, I can't stand by that. But we will talk about this as we go on. We can't talk about the other Mission Impossible movies while we're on Mission Impossible Two. Directed this is definitely by John the worst, though. Yes. Oh, directed by John Wu. And the thing that I noticed about this, and we'll go through some of the plot beats, but you know, this is a casual conversation among casual podcasters. Is when I was watching, like, oh, this is the most. Like, people joke at, like, Tom Cruise is crazy intense. This is the most crazy intense he ever has looked at a movie. In some of the scenes with him and Tandy Newton, he looks like he <laughs> wants to eat her nose off. 
it's it's some of the most uncomfortable sexual tension between one Tom Cruise and Danny Newton, and then two. Uh, unfortunately, my fellow Scotsman Doug Ray Doug Ray Scott that's his name, right? Uh, it's, unfortunately, it's pronounced Dougray. It's, it's I, I promise it's not. It's um, it's <laughs> your name is fucking Doug Ray. All right, like that's I know that's not as a Scott Scotsman. I can say like that's bullshit. That's it's not Dougray. It's Doug Ray, and he 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 made me think that the only way he could be sexually satisfied mm-hmm. is through a combination of um, necrophilia and cannibalism. Mm-hmm. That's the uh-huh. only way that he could be. And it, and I don't know what the ratio, I don't know. I don't think it's 50, 50. No, if I'm being yeah. honest, like it's no. somewhere in a more uncomfortable range, but yeah, that it's I, like, we're supposed to think these people have had sex before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I'll say this. I think that this movie has uh-huh. a lot of problems. And I think that the one that stands out the most to me every time I watch it is like, if they had someone who was compelling as a villain, this would be a fun watch. Whereas like the problem with this movie is there are dumb fun things in it, but anytime we spend time with the villain for a long period of time, it's just boring bad because he's just giving like nothing. I mean the plot. I mean the plot twist in the end is he wants stocks. <laughs> this is how evil he is. He wants stock. Oh no, I'm sorry. To be more specific, stock options. Yes. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, it's, man. And, but the thing is, the reason you have to thank this movie, and I've mentioned this before, and I'm sure yes. Zach, you know this, because this is one of the most famous recast like casting things in Hollywood history, because this movie ran over time. Dougray Scott was not able to play Wolverine in the original X-Men. And Thank that's why Hugh God. Jackman got the role. Anyway, Thank Hugh Jackman God. is going to play Wolverine again in 2024. And there would not have been an X2 if Dougray Scott's ass was Wolverine. He's still alive? I don't even know if he's still alive. No Dougray one knows. Scott, let me see what so he's up to. He he's was, still alive. He was in a, in a year a year or two ago, he was um he was on the CW show Batwoman. Oh, as, so he's uh, crushing it. As Batwoman? Was he Batwoman? I mean, I'll say this. One thing, one way he is no, personally... He was, um, is, he was Batwoman's dad. Oh, that's poor. Zach, I will say, he is married to Claire Florlani, so good for him. You know? Sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, look, that he's a good-looking guy. He's yeah. relatively successful. He's been in multiple Taken movies. Like, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to... It's hard to fault wanting... He's got a great accent. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't know how to say his own name, but, like, he's, you know, he's gotten by on very little talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just crazy stuff. But we have this movie, which starts off, you know, with the great uh, Roddy Shrabega, one of the great, just disheveled actors. The man has never been kempt in any movie ever. No, no. He's never Uh, been sheveled. He's never been kempt. He's he's not at all. No, he is. um, I mean, I'm trying to think. He's definitely been on Cinefield multiple times. I know he's in The Saint. Yeah, he's Um, in... um... He's in uh, Taken Two. He's like the main bad guy right. in Taken Two. Oh man, there's another movie he was. I mean, just he's just in a lot of did. shit. Is the thing. Yeah. If you need a Russian, and if, of course, and because it's Hollywood, and that before the end of the Cold War, and it's Hollywood, he's not actually Russian. He's like Serbian. So right. you know, they, but that's if, you need a, if you need a Russian, he will be your Russian. Yeah. And so he's like a guy who he leaves a cryptic message that he needs, you know, to he needs help. Um, with from Dimitri Ethan Hunt's old cover name, and we see on a plane, and we have CGI plane. Yeah, CGI. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think so. 
It's somewhere between the C- a CGI plane and whatever the fuck they did in Money Plane. <laughs> whatever apartment in Burbank they were in in Money Plane. And, and like this movie has a crazy high budget. I just don't understand. Like this was definitely this was the period of time where mm. they were doing shit that they couldn't yet do in CGI that they still right. know how to do regularly. Like they know how to shoot a fake plane. Hollywood movies had planes before CGI. Of course. Of course. King Kong had planes. Yeah. It's like 1930. Like, yeah, they they knew it. The thing I think about this scene, which is actually good, is that if you, when you know in hindsight that it is just Do Gray Scott wearing a mask, Tom Cruise is really good at being someone pretending to be Tom Cruise. Like, he's really good at this. Very face off vibes in it. And it's also like, they go to you know the remember the the line in uh in uh knocked up where he's like he's doing the dice thing too much man they yeah. go to this this isn't his real face so much in this movie they go to it instant like they kind of like they like tease it in the first one right they're like oh yeah. we have this you can yeah. rip off the face whatever it's not really him in this one they're like no you don't know who the fuck has this face and throughout any part of this movie like they are going to abuse this yeah it's it's another big problem with the movie because no scene has stakes if you can find out at the end of it there's just a person with yeah. wearing a fake face it's it, it, you can't just like it's my problem with magic as like a is like yeah. a thing right it's why i'm not into it's like okay yeah it's at some point you're just like ah, yeah look as am like everything's fine right and that's yeah. what it is it's just like what it's, you thought yeah. was happening no that's a plastic face it's why whenever there's any sort of magic introduced, you need to come up with specific rules. Like, it's why in the later mission movies where they make it that the mask machine is very finicky is helpful because they yes. can set a limit on yeah. how to make enough masks. Because in this, it's like, for example, like Tom Cruise, uh, sorry, Ethan Hunt, Luther Stickle, and that Australian guy are in like a tiny shack in the outback. But somehow they can make a full mask of, you know fucking brendan gleason do race they have all the masks already make go. anybody anybody in the world they just have that yeah. at their disposal yeah yeah uh, but anyway so th- they basically find out that there's some type of virus thing they steal the anti the chimera the, uh, the chimera virus chimera. they steal chimera. the cure <laughs> and uh they you know crash the plane into the rockies um, which I didn't know was the Rockies until I just read uh, Wikipedia. But now I think about it, that would be the mountain range I, you go between Sydney and Atlanta. So sure, for sure. I also before they crash, it's just priceless. I I just I just found out it was the Rockies when you said it. I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, I never you, if even you thought put, about it. If you put a gun to my head and said, "What mountains would you be flying over from Sydney, Australia to Atlanta, Georgia?" I probably would say the Rockies, but you know. I honestly like that. I would have, I mean, I wouldn't even have put together. I didn't realize they were going to Atlanta for some well, reason. Well, that's just because you're high. Like, they definitely mentioned that a couple of times. Okay. Yeah. That's definitely, <laughs> I was probably like, fuck, case yeah. sounds good right now. Yeah. They, uh, cause yeah, they say Atlanta cause they think he's going, going to the CDC. Um, oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's all coming back to me though. Yeah. And so we then get, you know, the introduction to Ethan Hunt in this movie, which is, this is probably the most memorable scene of the movie. Um, yeah. AC, I want to know what 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 do you what's your memory and how do you feel about Tom Cruise's free climbing? I, yeah, yeah, boy, kind of looked like he was having a, a grand old time, just very casual, just a very casual climb with no harness, no nothing. I'm just like climbing a scale in this mountain, nothing's going on. I'm just chilling. Why am I doing this? I have no idea. Apparently, this is his idea of a, a vacation. That's um, how he but, relaxes. 
I just like, uh, like give me anxiety watching him go up there yeah. and then do that random ass jump yeah. from one side to the next. Yeah, and this like he's like, oh, I know, I know, you know, I'm kind of in a tough spot. You know what? I'll just, I'll just Jesus on a cross it. I'm just gonna do that and I'll be fine. Like that's super comfortable. So this should surprise no one. But while he was, he did have a small wire. There was no harness. And, like, if he screwed up too badly, he probably would have gotten very hurt. And he did yeah. tear a muscle in his shoulder doing it. Because how he could he not? Him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how could he not? Yeah. Like, also, yeah. I mean, that's also, Crazy. look, he, he was crazy then, right? But he wasn't full on, like, I'm doing every fucking stunt that yeah. we have. Like, he, like yeah. because if, it, if they did that in 2016, yeah. he's 100% no wire. At all. Yeah. He's I mean, I think what he would do is they would have to film it in somewhere other than the United States because there's no way they could get insurance in the United States. They'd have to film it in like, it's like, it's like why the helicopter sequence in Fallout, I think, was filmed. I forget where. It was filmed in a country where basically like the these insurance rules for helicopters are less stringent. Like, what if we went to Romania? There's no way they have insurance there. Like, yeah. it was just. Um, and so he gets, uh, like, this movie is. A fucking time capsule. I think the important note, this movie is the worst one in the series. This mm. movie was the highest grossing worldwide movie of the year 2000. The highest in the world. And so this is the thing. That's why I'm, I'm one of my big things I'm a proponent of is whenever anyone says that things were better when they were growing up, that's not true. They just like being a kid. Because mm-hmm. I see now people who are about my age or a little older saying things are better when they grew up. No. Things were not better in 2000. Mm-hmm. Limp Bizkit was on the radio. Fucking people were wearing time. Oakleys. All the time. <laughs> oh, let me tell you. So from 2003 to 2006, I sold Oakleys. I was slinging them bitches, right? Mm-hmm. And so we had so many people coming in. Eat Like this is three years later, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, you have those Mission Impossible sunglasses? And we're like, yeah. So they're the Romeos. They're the Ruby Romeos. Ruby are, mm-hmm. is the lens color. The Romeos are gigantic sunglasses for one so that like think about how tiny tom cruise is but how normal those look on his head that's how big his head is right yeah and so they are gigantic sunglasses and mm-hmm. they're some of the most uncomfortable sunglasses you because they it was like this thing this material called x metal right like it couldn't mm-hmm. just be metal gla- metal ribs they're <laughs> x metal rims and it's a super like titanium alloy blend bullshit whatever and people would try them on we didn't have them with the ruby lenses but you're like here and then we can order ruby lenses. they would try them on these things were like 350 dollars, i think somewhere in that range 333 50 and people would try them on and be like this hurts i'm like yeah don't get them like these are not comfortable and then they had smaller ones called the juliets and we did have itro suzuki special edition juliets that were dope as hell but still super uncomfortable because they were x-metal um ac talk while i look up the ishiro suzuki sunglasses well, I mean, you know, it's funny that the year 2000, because I saw this movie in the theater when it came out, mm. and I just remember at the time thinking that, yo, this was awesome, follow up to one. Mm-hmm. I loved one. One mm. is one is a classic. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Do you know how, exactly, do you know how much a pair of still intact Ichiro limited edition emerald Oakley sunglasses are going for on eBay? I'm, well, I mean, I know they sold for like 330 at the time. The in mint condition with still all the box and everything, and with you know the sign thing, two thousand five hundred and seventy nine dollars. I have a pair somewhere. <laughs> that is about to send me to Scandinavia this summer. I will. I, Sorry, I, I, I had to interrupt you. I no, you no should. To those, I don't think I still have the box, but I still got the sunglasses, man. Like I, that's like, still not, that's still something. 
Yeah, there's still I mean, this is like when we helped uh, Greg Cody out. Yeah, I'm seeing just just the sunglasses I'm seeing for nine hundred and twenty dollars. All right, there's my flight. I'm good. Like that's that's fine. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, you were saying you saw it in theaters and you were excited. Yeah, man. Um, geez, it's like your perspective, of course, obviously as a teenager is so much different. Uh, seeing a movie, (laughs) I mean, it's like the slow motion. It's like, oh, wow, that's cool, man. That's awesome. And then I watched it yesterday. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Can we just get on with this scene? I get it. One of the Yeah. Ethan what? Hunt, Ethan Hunt is such a terrible Asian in this one. He's so oh dumb. Yeah, he's down bad. It's like all of the, I all mean, of it. Two thousand Tandy Newton. I can. I, I'm not going to pretend I don't understand. But I mean, I but, just, uh, I, that part where um, he's having the scene with Anthony Hopkins and mm-hmm. and the way that he Anthony went, Hopkins is in this movie. <laughs> so the thing about Anthony Hopkins is ever like he's. Oh my god. Anthony Hopkins made, I think Mm. he made a ridiculous amount of money for this movie, but the amount was publicized and people criticized him for it, so he donated all the charity. So that's a positive. Oh, no. There's a a story about about Anthony Hopkins, or Tony as I call him. I famously, Mm. when we saw Thor Love and Thunder in an advanced screening, I said to friend of the show, Michael Springthorpe, uh, when the last post-credit scene happens in Valhalla, I said, I thought Tony was going to show up. And everyone thought I was talking about Tony Stark, but no, I was talking about Anthony Hopkins. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway. That actually ruins it for me. I wish he'd be like, yeah, I got a bunch of money for it. I got this fucking dope house and mail. Like, this is... You think he didn't make up for it with Transformers the last night? I mean, <laughs> but no, there's a, there's a story of him from the Thor set where he would write on certain pages of a script, N-A-R, which means no acting required. And that's what this movie is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, but yeah, continue, Jake. I, I want to yeah. get to this Hopkins. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he, he, gets, he gets the mission where he needs to, he, you know, uh, he can assemble his team and he can, uh, but he needs to have... Um, Naya Nordoff Hall, who's a professional thief who currently is in Seville. And so, you know, he needs to, um, he needs to go there and he talks to, to Hopkins about the, what needs to happen. And the, th- the, the dumbest part of the plot to me is that mm, you think, oh, you think, oh, like what, I, I've seen this movie like three times before. And every time I watch it, I think that what happens with, you know, Dugray Scott's character is that they intercepted the doctor's message, and that's what I got on the plane. No, no, he doubled as Ethan because they couldn't find Ethan on vacation. <laughs> yes, yes. They're like, we don't know which rock he's climbing. Fuck it, I'll make an Ethan Max mask. Like that's what we're gonna do. It, it it's it's so lazy. Like I genuinely think because there are a lot of movies where I try to figure out like what was the starting point of we yeah. got to make this movie right. It's a hundred percent the motorcycle stuff. It like yes. Tom yes. Cruise just want to do some motorcycle stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But to get to build around that is so lazy. It All it's of it easy. Really is. It and and it's unfair to say it's the laziest of the writing in the franchise because like I think the rest of the franchise is actually pretty well written. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the it's the it's the laziest writing of like the last twenty four years. Mm-hmm just in general like it's so bad and it's so it's so forced in a lazy way which doesn't even make sense can i give you a quote from tandy newton about um, about i apologize i think she now is i think it's now tandaway because she you know wanted to un 
because uh, basically no. she started going by Tandy because she didn't want people to think she was African or whatever. Anyway, oh boy, yeah, you're Tandy and he's Doug Ray. Okay, I'm not doing okay, this. Okay, fine. <laughs> anyway, that she said about one of the, basically she was talking about one of the scenes where Tom Cruise was really stressed and didn't like the lines that she had and like didn't like the way it was going. And one of the quotes she says in the interview about it was, "Bless him," and I really do mean bless him because he was trying his damnedest. Oh no. <laughs> Hey, Jake from the future here. If you want to hear the rest of this podcast, please sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash mcuniversitypod. That's patreon.com slash mcuniversitypod, where you'll get, in addition to all of our bonus episodes going back to 2021, uh, access to our wonderful Discord for just $3. At $3, you get all the episodes and all the Discord. Patreon.com slash mcuniversitypod. Talk to you next time.